Hi, and welcome back to episode 10 of The Slowdown. I'm Mariam DeGroof, essential oil educator and integrative nutrition health coach. And joining me is my lovely co-host, Kim Nelson, writer and creative meditation teacher from Belgium. Oh, thank you for the compliment and hello. We are here with tips, tricks, observations, a little humour and our lively just a minute slot, all entwined with engaging conversation related to well-being. Today we'll be taking we'll be talking about slowing down to be brave, bold and courageous. And last week we were talking about fear and Kim shared a letter to her inner critic and I wanted to ask you if you had any shifts, mindset shifts from since then and if so what were they? Yes, um, well the inner critic did come back my letter uh, but I noticed I was a bit braver actually with my inner critic so I kept reminding myself about the letter I wrote particularly the part where I said my own voice is winning over your critique and um, I was using my energy to say good things to myself rather than using my energy to battle with the not so good things my inner critic says so I would say the, the letter, it was a good thing to write and I'm, I'm really pleased I did it and I think it's been quite effective this week. I feel I've been more productive. Yes. Awesome. I have to say that I didn't manage to get round to writing mine. Um, we had quite a full on week and um, my energy wasn't into, <laughs> into that mindset to write that letter. So. Um, that didn't happen, so I have to be open and honest with our listeners. <laughs> um, but I will get round to it. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have to pressure yourself. You know, life does get overwhelming. You know, even during lockdown, mm-hmm. it's it's still we're still overwhelmed by things we should be doing. I think there's more of a yeah. oh, I should be doing this. I should be changing my career. I should be learning a new hobby, a new skill. And there's all this pressure. To, yeah. to do all this and we shouldn't you know, yeah I think yeah I think a lot of people are focusing on what they're going to come out of this with and um for me I that for me that's not so important for me it's more are my kids going to be okay um emotionally once we get out of this because it's hard to not have social contact so um, I've been focusing on them this week. Yes, well, good for you. You slowed down to focus on children. That is, I did. Down for. <laughs> I did. Yes. So anyway, so we're doing courage this week, um, which mm-hmm. is the willingness to act in the face of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And I've mm. been looking at some quotes, and my favourite ones seem to be from Winston Churchill. And I don't know if become, I'm becoming all British and, you know, and um, uh, connecting to the Blitz spirit that I keep hearing about that we're doing. The Blitz spirit. <laughs> the Blitz spirit, yeah. <laughs> and there are two quotes here, one that I um, particularly like. Um, Fear is a reaction, courage is a decision. And then another one is courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Oh, I love that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yes, yeah, especially the listening. (laughs) Definitely the listening for sure. And then I was looking at some sciencey facts. You know, being um, a former science writer. 
So it says most of our fears stem from failure, uncertainty, risk, losing face or being vulnerable. This is according to science. And the Mm. core skills you need regarding courage are the willingness to act and the ability to manage fear and anxiety in order to manage the ability to act. That's quite a big one, isn't it? Mm. It's a good job we did fear last week because, you know, fear is such a huge thing. Um, Yeah. So I hope people listening, they will listen to the fear one that we did and then this courage one because we got loads of great tips. I think um, I want to just jump in with a quick example of like skateboarding because Nils is a skateboarder and he like the older you get the the less courageous you become in doing new things because you have that real awareness of what can happen Um, and so whenever we go to a skate park and you see younger kids they don't even think twice about what will happen if they go down um, the ramp or whether they what will happen if they're doing some kind of trick and I, I think I think age definitely brings with it a lot more awareness of like the potential of what can happen or what can go wrong and so um it's good to have that awareness that's true so your um your courage story my courage story so i was diagnosed with cancer it was well in 2011 um so as part of that I had to have a 360 MRI scan of my neck because I had thyroid cancer so they had to do the 360 imaging and so I was told that there will be this 360 imaging and this big machine will come like very close to your face and then it will move like a a millimeter at a time around your neck Um, and so I didn't think I was afraid of closed spaces until I was told that that was going to happen and so for me it was it was finding the courage to overcome that and being brave in order to not go through it with fear and anxiety um, because I think once fear and anxiety take over then your rational brain stops working. And so for me, I used a lot of methods like tapping, um, emotional freedom technique, um, and a lot of meditation, a lot of breathing, and a lot of praying to God. Um, But we, like, it's just, it's, it's, you know, I had to go through it no matter what. And so for me, it was getting through it the best way that I could. And so that was to be brave and courageous and take it, in my stride and so um, it was uncomfortable and when you can feel a huge massive machine making noise and you can feel it when you blink your blink and you can feel it on your eyelashes it's 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 scary and um you know and I knew that it would be something that would happen again and again and so for me to get over that fear was a real necessity for my mental health so so I showed courage and bravery getting over that and some people can't and they won't and for me I just didn't want to be in that category so I did everything that I could to to kind of um 
make sure that it was as pleasant and an experience as possible and I I had my bottle of balance with me and kept inhaling it prior to, to getting on the machine so. wow yeah and I think I think a lot of people don't think they have a fear of small spaces until you're faced with that very you know that the time when you have to be in one um and I got locked in a lift a week before I moved here in the Red Star Line Museum and didn't think that I was um, afraid of that but as soon as it happened and I thought oh my god I can't get out of here and I was ringing the bell and nobody nobody answered and I had this real moment of am, am I going to be here forever? Yeah. <laughs> um, so so it does until you're com- confronted with something you don't actually know whether how you'll react and whether you'll have a negative reaction so that's true the unexpected fears that you you that just creep up on you and you you are surprised by your reactions yes i've had a yeah. few of those as well and and sometimes you forget to breathe and you hold on to the breath yeah. <laughs> you know we've always talked yeah. about breathing as being you know such a yeah. um an important skill to have remembering to to breathe deeply yeah yeah and I think I think it's again I think we reiterate it all the time that holding your breath then starves your organs of the vital oxygen it needs and then then you're not able to make the rational decisions that you might make had had you had the breath and the oxygen going to those vital organs so breathe 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 (laughs) Yes, gosh, so that's quite a big thing to overcome in your life. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I, I mean, it was something that I knew, and even just before I came here, I had to have another MRI. So it's something that, you know, I'll have to keep doing. So in order to ha- have that mental ability to cope with it, rather than every six months or one year have the fear creeping up, like, oh my God, it's MRI time again. I didn't want to do that. And, you know, it is next year will be 10 years so I I didn't want to have that recurring feeling for 10 years so now I just I know what I have to do and a few days before I start doing my tapping and breathing and 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 using my balance and and that's what I do to get through it so um it's become it's become a little routine yeah that's a great toolbox there you've got for courage yeah yeah yes and you your own you have your own um overcoming of fear yeah i mean i'm i've been brought up anyway to um to to fight fear it's been one thing my Mm -hmm. mum's been quite um uh she's honed those skills in me but there's always you know like the creeping up of things and i've always had a phobia of deep water and when i was in Mm -hmm. thailand for some reason I thought diving would be different you know you've got scuba diving <laughs> gear and um, it's not yeah. quite the same because you know you're in deep water but you've got scuba diving gear and that's going to save you the thing is you know I was mm-hmm. pressured by friends come on let's go and train to be dive you know to di- to dive and um, mm-hmm. I thought I'd be okay and we were practicing in the swimming pool and suddenly I had these massive panic attacks and I kept coming up to the surface and the instructor, he, he just got so um, upset with me after I did it about 10 times. 
And he said, look, you need to go away and think about your why. Why are you doing this? He said, because if it's because of your friends, that's not good enough why. He said, you can't, I'm not going to let you dive. You need to go away and have a think. So I went away and had a think. Mm. And then I was thinking, yeah, what is my why? It was actually because of my friends. And um, it's not a good enough why. And so then I really looked at my fear. And then I really, really questioned my fear. And I thought, hang on a minute my fear is going to win I don't want anything winning over me so then my, my why mm. became you know I'm doing this because I want to fight my fear mm. and so that's what I did and because I had a strong enough why I could get through it and so mm-hmm. I had that and have you been diving, diving since then since. Yeah, um, yeah I had to go on a five day diving adventure because I used to be a travel writer as well as a science writer Mm -hmm. and my um, editor thought it'd be fun to send me on a five-day nighttime and daytime (laughs) diving adventure Um, okay wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) and how did that go um to be honest I didn't I didn't want to do the the nighttime dive um Mm -hmm. I thought I'd overcome enough of my fear during the daytime and that was enough a nighttime one Mm -hmm. I just I just thought I didn't want to do it and I didn't I didn't have the passion to do Mm. it so I didn't do that Mm. but I did do the five Mm -hmm. days oh awesome great okay I want to talk about courage and this underlying theme of of time um because if you look a lot if you look at a lot of people who talk about courage and overcoming fear, um, there's this there's this time aspect. And so um, I've chosen three people to just talk about, and then we can talk a little bit about time and what you think about that. Um, so Sensei Nadine Champion, she's an undefeated fighter and inspirational teacher who has a TED talk. Um, and she says all it takes is 10 seconds of courage to face your fears and she talks a lot about emotional volume control um, which has a profound effect on changing your thinking for the better and she says once you change your thinking you can change your life and so she is this huge advocate of of this 10 seconds of courage is all it takes Um, And then there's Mel Robbins. She has a book called The Five Second Rule and she says, I define courage as the ability to take action in the face of self-doubt, fear, uncertainty, overthinking or hesitation. In the moments when you face self-doubt, fear and hesitation, you can push past these feelings with ease. When your courage muscles are in tip-top shape, your feelings don't control you. And then the last one is a quote by Benjamin Mee, and he is the person that you might know from We Bought a Zoo. And he says, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, just literally 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery, and I promise you something great will come out of it. And so I I do believe that you need this... um, catalyst of 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 a moment where you're where you have the courage to do something and once you step off that ledge then it's kind of like no going back and you just go for it they're very good quotes and then um you've got some essential oils because i love the essential oils that you uh i have (laughs) i do 
<laughs> so um, uh, talk about three essential oils. Um, the first one is bergamot, which is the so- oil of self-acceptance, not the soil, the oil of self-acceptance. Um, so bergamot uh, supports individuals in need of self-acceptance and self-love. It invites individuals to see life with more optimism. Bergamot has a cleansing effect on stagnant feelings and limiting belief systems um, and has powerful cleansing properties which generate movement in the energy system, which in turn brings hope. It awakens the soul to to hope and offers courage to share inner self. Reigniting optimism and confidence in the self, it imparts true self-acceptance. So I love Bergamot in terms of... um, accepting yourself as you are but also trying to find um more optimism more courage more more inner i don't know inner work um and so the positive properties that you'll be calling in for that are self-acceptance optimist being optimistic confident hopeful and being good enough and i think sometimes fear brings about those negative feelings right not good enough not not confident enough not hopeful enough and so bergamot is a great oil to use again you can diffuse it you can inhale it from the bottom you can add a few drops to pulse points um and just use it for um a while and see how you go with that then the second oil is spearmint which is the oil of confident speech Um, Spearmint inspires clarity of thought and confident verbal expression. It encourages inner clarity and assists individuals in translating that inner clarity into words. Spearmint promotes confidence in expressing oneself verbally, especially when speaking in front of groups of people. It helps individuals create an effective stage presence by infusing them with confidence. Mm. Spearmint (laughs) Spearmint also encourages individuals to take a public stand on behalf of their values and opinions. So I love that. Um, And I think the the positive properties that you'll want to be calling in are things like confidence, articulate communication, clarity and courage. Um, So I love that. I love... I love the fresh smell of spearmint anyway and then to know that it's the oil of confidence speech it's a great one and a lot of people apply it to their neck and their throat area and um, that then is supposed to help with the speech. Does it open the airways? Is that why? I think so. I, I, I believe that it does. Um, and then green mandarin is the oil of pure potential so if you are blocking yourself from reaching your true potential with your limiting beliefs this oil is for you it reminds you that there are boundless opportunities um it's specifically for those suffering from self-doubt and fear of failure and it reminds people that there are abundant possibilities for those daring to dream Nice, daring to dream. Yeah, it it says that life is full of potential if we allow ourselves to to see it. So I love Mm. that. And it helps you get excited about life and what it has to offer to let go of doubt and fear and to be hopeful and delighted. I like the sound of that. So I love that. Mm. I love that. And I also want to again mention the fact that citrus oil, so green mandarin, bergamot, they're high in D-limonene, which affects our mood and um i think that those are great oils to have when you 
um, kind of need to step up a notch in the mood and mood area and confident area, confidence area. Great. Ah, that sounds really good. I'm going to have to get some of those. I've got bergamot, and I don't have spearmint oil. I have peppermint. Mm. A spearmint is very different. It's a lot. It's a lot less intense than peppermint. Um, and uh, I, I definitely feel the difference between the two. So maybe get yourself some and see how that goes. Mm. Cool. Okay, that'd be quite good to use for breathing exercises. Um, there's, I mean. Breathing exercises are a very personal thing. So maybe there'd be one breathing exercise that works for somebody. Another one will say, oh, I didn't like that. So breathing exercises yeah. are very personal. But one breathing exercise yeah. I've been doing quite a lot is sighing. You know, we go, <sighs> I'm a big sire. Yeah. And actually, it makes me feel good. And it just makes my body, you know, relax instantly. And so sighing is quite a good one. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like sighing anyway. Yeah. So breathing exercises are very good if you just, you know, you're working yourself up, you know, um, mm-hmm. to, to be courageous. And then obviously mm-hmm. you've mentioned EFT tapping, which is tapping yes. different parts of the body and the face while saying things such as I have no fear of and the thing that you yeah. have courage for. So the affirmations yeah. increases the power of the affirmation and my mum used it also Mm -hmm. for fear of confined spaces and I know lots of people have used it it's been very effective Uh, visualizations I would do a visualization later but um, they're also very effective when you need that courage so imagining yourself Mm. under a glass dome protecting you from your fear or being wrapped up in a blanket of courage there are all these different kinds mm-hmm. of visualizations. Um, actually, this is quite embarrassing. When I was diving, we we're on the last day of um, the diving, and that last day underwater was so the, un- the visibility was really bad, so you couldn't see. This is where my panic—I started to have panic attack—and I was 18 feet underwater. And and I thought, oh my god, I got visualize, visualize something. Oh my god, oh my god. And the only thing I could think of in that moment was to visualize being a mermaid. So, (laughs) (laughs) which is a bit embarrassing to talk about now, but that's it got me through. So I visualized being a mermaid. Yeah, but I could see I could see how it would because mermaids swim underwater and doing. I know it's not embarrassing. I think it's amazing. Yeah, and then affirmations are always a, a good thing. The talking to yourself, which I do often. Yeah. Um, yeah. And choosing something like courage over comfort, or I am a brave badass. You know, whatever yeah. affirmation yeah. you connect to. And then I just yeah. want to go to the um, the four things I mentioned earlier to strengthen your courage muscle. Mm-hmm. So one thing you can do is to clearly picture your actions and the positive results that will come from them. So that increases your mm-hmm. ability to act. So yeah. focusing on what you need to do in the moment is um, really effective. The second mm-hmm. one is focusing on the meaning of your actions. So why it's it's very effective, as I mentioned um, earlier, mm-hmm. how I managed to overcome my fear and also the third one is mm-hmm. embrace the courage to fail you know especially as we get older we don't want to fail but it's a fact of life we are human we are going to fail yeah. at something and then the last yeah. one is strengthen your pattern of bravery so once you begin mm-hmm. identifying with being brave you could become much more likely to act in ways that conform to that self-image 
I love that. And I just want to point out that these things are things that you have to practice on a regular basis, like especially with the affirmations, you have to say them regularly, you have to start believing in them and and then keep practicing them. It's not as if you can say it once and you're going to go and <laughs> go go and do the most courageous thing and I think that that you have to start small and just keep doing it and be consistent and um take it from there. Definitely. Keep keep exercising that muscle. Definitely. All right. Um, so that brings us on to our woman interview with Elizabeth Vandenberg. She's an international speaker and coach. And you know her, don't you, Mariam? I didn't realise this when I yes. did the interview with her. Uh, it was really fun when you mentioned who you were interviewing. I actually worked with Elizabeth um, with TEDx, um, TEDx Flanders and TEDx Antwerp. Um, and she, not TEDx Antwerp, sorry, TEDx Flanders Women. And she was one of the speaker coaches and uh, it was really nice working with her. So I'm excited to hear what she yeah. has to say and tips she has for us. Definitely. So her, she gives one tip and it's um, the most popular tip that she gives on her coaching course. And it's the swimming pool tip. And here it is. come in front of the group then you will feel this and usually what most people do when they feel this they take that as a trigger to start speaking but then you're not in control and you you react to external pressure so what i want you to do is you feel this and then it's it's an emotion so it's like a wave that comes over you i want you to breathe through it because that breathing is the basis of of everything when it comes to public speaking. So you breathe through it. You And I want you to come up front. You feel this, you breathe, you take, you put your two feet on the ground. You take your position, you breathe, you look at us and you kind of hold that, you hold that silence. And they, I also invite people, if you want to, you can do like the conductor of the orchestra and like with the little stick and then they put the hands up and they really embrace this little moment of silence. And then when they're ready and the musicians are ready, they'll start. And so that is a extremely powerful exercise because people, it really shifts people's um, way of, of looking at public speaking and like, ah, yes, then they realize that, yeah, I come up and then I feel like I have to start. And then this idea of not having to start immediately, but like start when you are ready, uh, for many is quite revolutionary. And then they they often find that's the most impactful exercise that we do on a, on a training day. There you go. I love that. It comes down to breathing again. Yeah, <laughs> it's the core, isn't it, of courage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah breathing through it. Um, I like her tip about being the conductor because, yeah, they hold their hands up and there's this pause and then they go. And I, I think... It's a great yeah, tip. Definitely to go uh, to go away with. Yes. Yeah. So um, after that lovely tip, we've got a lovely visualization to visualize your courage. And it's coming up mm-hmm. now. Lift breathing is a powerful way of raising your courage levels. It slows the heart rate and calms you down, encourages good strong posture, 
oxygenates your brain and even adds authority to your voice. So try this visualization. Sit or stand tall with your head level and your shoulders back and visualize your spine as a lift shaft with the tailbone as the base. As you breathe in, imagine a lift traveling up your spine to your head. Then as you breathe out, visualize it traveling all the way down again. On the next in-breath, imagine the lift traveling more slowly, just reaching your stomach and hold your breath for a count of three. Then imagine the doors opening as you breathe out. Now breathe in and visualize the lift rising to stop at your chest. Again, pausing, then allowing the doors to open as you breathe out. Finally, make the lift stop at your head. Pause, and then open the doors and breathe out again. You can try this exercise two or three times, and it's a good one to practice make you feel less stressed or nervous and definitely helps with courage. Enjoy. Okay, so uh, Mariam, do you have your top tips to leave people with? Yes, um, my top tips are breathe, breathe, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> That's one tip. Yes. Um, no, breathe through it and definitely don't hold your breath. Breathe. Um, tapping is amazing. You'll have to look into it if you're very new to tapping. Um, check out the tapping solution. They have great videos on YouTube. Um, it's great for fighting fear, being courageous and brave. And then affirmations, talk to yourself, be positive and um, have faith in in your own self. They're great tips. And I'm just going to add two of mine. Um, Having courage doesn't have to be this huge grand gesture. We think of courage as being like this huge thing, but it can be doing something small like volunteering for something, for instance. It all helps to exercise that courage muscle. Yeah. And another one is know your why. I think it's a really important thing to know your why. Why you're doing it. What what are you afraid of? Yeah. It puts things into perspective. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. So I just like uh, people to check our Instagram page. It's the slowdown underscore podcast. And we'll be adding yes. more tips and techniques uh, for exercising courage during the week. So definitely stay, stay tuned for that. Yes, when we're also adding all the resources that we talk about so that you have easy access to those and you don't have to keep looking things up. (laughs) Yes, and uh, just to mention Um, next week's topic, we'll be discussing introverts and extroverts, the myths about these types of people, because you're an extrovert and I'm an introvert, so that should be an interesting one, and how the lockdown has um, affected both of us yes can't wait for that and just to say that you can also find us on our own personal pages i'm at mariam.degroof on instagram and kim is at mindful thinking at play 
And that's us for today. Thank you.